Good morning, 49ers. Thank you so much for having me. Before you go down to Vegas for the week, as you know, I'm Grant Cohn. I am your unofficial, official quality control coach. And I solve problems. Four years ago, when you went to the Super Bowl and lost, I wasn't quality control. I was just Grant Cohn. Now, I am QC GC. And I am here to help you secure the Lombardi Trophy. If you listen to me, you will win the Super Bowl. If you don't, you will lose. I want to give you big credit for listening to me in the NFC Championship game, especially you, Brock. That one interception, I don't know what that was, but the rest of the game, we were right here. Well done. I got to do it one more time. So I have seven people I want to address directly. All of you I want to stay and watch because this is not a private conversation. I'm talking to people specifically, but this is for everyone. In about a half an hour, you can go. I won't take up too much of your time. And I'm going to build up. I'm not just going to start with you, Brock. So Chris Kasarek, thank you for coming. As you may know, Kyle Shanahan revealed. Well, Nick Bosa revealed that Kyle Shanahan determined that the key to the game, the key to winning this Super Bowl is defensive line stamina, which is a nice way of saying your group has to play a hell of a lot harder. Why is effort an issue for your group at this time of the year, Chris? And how is this wide nine gimmick defensive front helping the team? You have developed a reputation as being the best defensive line coach in the league. Let's see it. The best defensive line coach in the league shouldn't have effort issues on his group. Chase Young. The Niners traded for Chase Young because they thought you could turn his career around. Oh, yeah, he loafed it in Washington, but give him to Chris Kasarek. He'll have him play with his hair on fire. Not so much. I mean, really, they signed Javon Hargrave because they thought, yeah, he's a hell of a player. Give him to Chris Kasarek. He'll be even better. He's regressed. Nick Bosa regressed this year. Still an excellent player. Not what he was before. The effort has gotten worse. The pursuit has gotten worse. The pass rush isn't what it used to be. The run defense isn't what it used to be. The defensive line, I mean, the Niners aren't getting their, money, their money's worth. So if you're really the great D-line guru, stamina shouldn't be an issue. Effort shouldn't be an issue. And also, there should be another front you can coach other than the wide nine. Because the wide nine doesn't seem to be giving the Niners any advantages right now. It's great when the team is winning. It's great when the opponent is in a three-wide receiver formation, but when it's, the game is close, you're losing, and the other team is running the ball with two and three tight ends like the first half of the Lions game, you have no answers. Is there something else you can do? D-line guru, Chris Kasarik. Or are you just a wide nine gimmick overrated coach? Now's a great time to prove it because the last time you were in the Super Bowl, your D-line did run out of gas in the fourth quarter. Defensive line stamina wasn't there, and that was a big reason 
this team lost. Now you're going up against a Chiefs offensive line that really isn't what it was in that Super Bowl. Two new tackles, and they're terrible. Donovan Smith on the left, Jawan Taylor on the right. I mean, they all they do is hold. They're awful. So if your group, Chris, plays hard, plays to the whistle every snap, you guys should win this matchup. You guys should dominate. So I don't know why I have to talk to you about this. You're supposed to be the best position coach on the team, but really your position has been the most um, disappointing one on the team this season. Shanahan singled it out as the position that needs to step up the most to win this game. I agree. Chris, it's on you. Earn your paycheck this week. Thank you for listening. One more position coach I want to talk to before I move to the coordinators, the general manager. Leonard Hankerson, you're doing a really good job. Young position coach, didn't have a lot of experience before they promoted you to replace Wes Welker. Brandon Ayuk's having a career season under you. You deserve credit. Debo Samuel bounced back under you. Good job. You deserve credit. And Jawan Jennings has emerged as a top flight number three receiver in the league. Blocker, route runner, hands, body control, all of it. He's elite. So I want to give you, I want to praise you. Good job, Leonard Hankerson. Now I need you to be a little bit more assertive with Kyle, who's right over here. Because when the big four are healthy, Debo, McCaffrey, IU, Kittle, Kyle forgets about Jawan Jennings. I know you don't, Leonard. But it seems like when the big four are healthy, Kyle Juszczyk is more of a featured element in the game plan than Jawan Jennings. And that's wrong at this stage in both of their careers. You know it. I know it. Everyone knows it except for maybe Kyle. So it's on you, Leonard, to remind Kyle before the game, during the game, halftime, hey, don't forget about, don't forget about Jawan. Let's get him more than one target today. Let's get him maybe more than two targets today because when you throw the ball to Jawan Jennings, good things happen. And when the other four guys are healthy, again, McCaffrey, Debo, Ayuk, Kittle, no one's thinking about Jawan. It's free money. First downs, touchdowns, he doesn't disappoint. He may not be on the team next year, be a free agent. Don't waste Jawan Jennings. He's your secret weapon. Leonard, I don't have to tell you this. You need to tell this to Kyle. He gets enamored with the guys who are the stars. Juwan Jennings not a star, but he's a secret weapon. So, Leonard, it's on you. If Juwan Jennings gets a third target in the Super Bowl, I will shake your hand if you want to shake my hand. But you know what's on you because you know what Kyle's going to do. I implore you. Get the ball to Jawan Jennings more than twice in the Super Bowl. He's hot. Okay. Steve Wilkes. Hmm. You were awful, Steve, in the first half against the Lions, but then you made the correct adjustments, every necessary adjustment, and were excellent. You were excellent in the second half. What you did in the second half First half, you played two deep safeties in zone coverage. Didn't stop anything. Second half, you played one deep safety, eight-man box, man-to-man -man coverage. 
really did a great job against the Lions. So that's what you got to do against the Chiefs. You got to load the box and live with the results. I know it's scary to load the box against Patrick Mahomes. You didn't want to do it against Joe Burrow. You probably don't want to do it against Patrick Mahomes, but you have to. You have to. You can't let this awful run defense be the reason this team doesn't win the Super Bowl. You got to load the box. You have to have all kind of... You can't let the Chiefs be bigger than you in the trenches or they'll win. So if... I mean, you have to have eight in the box pretty much on first and second down most of the game unless they fall behind the chains. Got to stop Isaiah Pacheco. And if they go two and three tight ends, which they do a lot, you have to have... You and Chris Cassera got to talk about it. Another defensive front, maybe a five-man front. Because when they start putting all those tight ends in the formation, I mean, there's like, there's so much space between the D tackle and the D end. You could put multiple players between them. So you got to have a five-man front. You've used a five-man front this season. I believe you started a game with it after the bye week against Jacksonville, right, Steve? With Javon Kinlaw at nose tackle. You need to use that in this game. That's effective. Take Jair Brown off the field and replace him with a defensive tackle, Javon Kinlaw, when the Chiefs go three wide, three tight ends, one wide receiver. Take the safety off the field. Get bigger in the trenches. Let Javon Kinlaw make an impact on this game because, frankly, he's playing better than Jair Brown anyway. Then you got to play man-to-man coverage, which you did in the second half against the Lions. Again, because you have to trust that Javarius Ward and Diamador Lenore can cover Rasheed Rice and Marquez Valdez Scantlin one on one. I have to trust it. And then you got to double cover Travis Kelsey. No zone. None of this soft zone coverage stuff. Mahomes will rip it apart. You have to be aggressive. You have to try your best to shut down the run and cover these receivers one-on-one. It's your best option. Doesn't mean you'll shut down the Chiefs. Could mean that your cornerbacks get called for a lot of pass interference penalties because the Chiefs get the benefit of the doubt. And a lot of that stuff, you know it's true, but that's your only option. I mean, yeah, you want to mix it up, but really don't let Travis Kelsey run three free through some zone coverages where no one's really on him, looking at him. Luke Keekley spelled it out. You have to have eyes on Kelsey When you're in zone coverage, all the eyes are on Mahomes and Kelsey's just wandering through wide open grass. Eyes on Kelsey. Two dudes on him. Pause. Double coverage. Trust Lenore. Trust Ward. Those are your guys. Really, Wilkes, the defense has regressed in every way under you except in the secondary. Coverage is great. Lenore, way better. Traverius Ward, way better. So trust the coverage. You're going against a decidedly mediocre receiving core. As long as you double cover Travis Kelsey, I like your odds. So don't be the scapegoat. Don't do that stuff you did in the first half against Detroit. Don't wait till the second half to make the necessary adjustments. Eight-man box, five-man front, man-to-man coverage, double cover to Kelsey. That's what you got to do. All right. Thank you, Steve. Let's talk to John Lynn. John. Thank you very much for speaking to the media the other day after Jed, because really Jed's um, 20 minute interview was ridiculous. It was all about Jed. 
where Jed was when he watched the NFC Championship game, some stories Jed had from the past. You came in the next day and really made it about the future, the team, the Super Bowl, what's important now, which is winning the Super Bowl. So I commend you. During that 20-minute informal press conference that you gave, you mentioned, we talked, you talked about Steve Wilkes and the importance of him moving from the booth to the sideline. And you said it's really helped the defense make adjustments quicker that he's down on the sideline. And to that, I say, John, really? Where were the adjustments in the first half against the Lions? They didn't happen until the coaches were together in the locker room at halftime. So I got to push back on you there, man. I mean, it's too late to go back. But I think you did Steve Wilkes a real disservice yanking him out of the coach's booth. You brought him down there for what? For him to be a rah-rah energy guy? It's not who he is. He's an intellectual. He's thoughtful. He's not like Robert Sala. I'm not saying Robert Sala and D'Amico Ryans aren't thoughtful, intellectual people, but those are very emotional guys who run onto the field, chest bump players. They're built like linebackers. One was a linebacker. That's not Steve Wilkes. He's a thoughtful DB at heart. And bringing him down on the field doesn't necessarily infuse the defense with passion and energy. I mean, look at how lackadaisical their effort was in the NFC Championship game. The NFC Championship game, John. Right? I mean, Wilkes being on the sideline was supposed to fix that, but it didn't. So all you've really done with Wilkes is give him a worse view. In the coach's booth, he could see all 22 clearly. Every single player on his defense, he could see clearly. Every single player on the offense, he could see clearly. Now, he can see like half the field. He can see the people who are close to him on his side of the field, but the corner who's all the way 50 yards away. What can Steve Wilkes really tell that guy? Hey, I saw you on that play. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. So really now, Steve Wilkes is in a position where he has a worse view of the action than Fred Warner. Tashawn to Sean Gibson and Fred Warner have a better idea of what's happening during the game than Steve Wilkes because you insisted, John, that Wilkes leave the coach's booth after a three-game losing streak that wasn't his fault. I mean, there was a five-game winning streak to start the season where he was in the booth and the defense was playing great. You guys shut down Dallas with Wilkes in the booth. You overreacted to a three-game losing streak, blamed him, and there has been no improvement on the defensive effort. Run defense, still an issue. And now you got this guy on, this, on the sideline for no reason. So, John, maybe trust a coach next time. Wilk's been doing it a long time. He says he's better off in the booth. Let him stay in the booth. Just wanted to point that out. The view is way worse on the sideline than it is in the booth. Ask Kyle. All right, Kyle, we need to talk. And you wear many hats, literally. You are a man defined by his fashion and his hats. When people talk about you, they talk about two things. One, you keep it real. And two, you have swag. So don't care about people's feelings and you like wearing hats. Well, you wear two hats today, the offensive coordinator hat and the head coaching hat. I want you to wear your offensive coordinator hat now. I'm talking to the offensive coordinator. Kyle. I don't care about your game plan. You and your dad and 
Chris Forster and Bobby Turner. You'll figure it out. You have a good game plan or you won't. You'll work it out. And then at halftime, you'll make an adjustment. I've seen you do it. This game, all I'm saying, man, if you're up in the second half, four points, seven points, 10 points, you really need to be prepared for that moment. What are you going to do to seal the victory when you have a lead in the second half of a Super Bowl? Because that's sort of been your Waterloo. That's been the thing you can't get past. In the first Super Bowl, when you were with the Falcons, you just totally forgot about your running game entirely. In the second Super Bowl with the Niners, you forgot about your running game entirely. Raheem Mostert, Debo Samuel, complete afterthoughts down the stretch because anytime you can put the game in Jimmy Garoppolo's hands with the lead in the fourth quarter, you got to do that. That's what you did. What's your plan this time? You got the best running back in football. If you have a 10-point lead in the second half, fourth quarter, Christian McCaffrey, what will you do, Kyle? I'm not telling you what to do. I'm just saying this needs to be the focus of your preparation for the next week. Your four-minute offense, or whatever you want to call it. Icing the game with a lead. Because if you just give up 45 points to the Chiefs and your defense can't hang, I mean, you'll ultimately be responsible for that too, but it'll be a new way for you to lose the Super Bowl. And you can say it's Steve Wilkes' fault or we were missing XYZ and we'll replace that in the offseason, get a new coordinator. But if you lose the Super Bowl because you can't run the ball with a lead in the second half again, people are going to start talking about you the offensive coordinator, man. This is the one thing you got to be able to do. You proved you can come from behind the last two weeks. Great. Can you keep a lead against the Chiefs? Probably would have beaten the Chiefs four years ago if you had just given the ball to Debo on an end around in the fourth quarter or handed the ball off one more time to Raheem Mostert. Either one of those things, you'd have been in good shape. You didn't do that. So... You got to be prepared for that situation. You're always prepared for the beginning of the game. You got these wonderful scripts. You do a good job at the beginning of the third quarter, but what's the plan? How are you going to do it? I got nothing for you, man. You're the genius. I'm just letting you know that's what your focus has to be. All right, now take that hat off. Put the other hat on. I'm talking to Kyle Shanahan, the head coach now. Kyle, the head coach, this game, in a lot of ways, is going to come down to your ability to make an adjustment in the game. Because, for example, you had the wrong idea against the Lions. I don't know what was going on. The game plans were off. The effort was off. You didn't make a meaningful adjustment until halftime, which was not too late against Detroit because they aren't that great. I think the Chiefs are better than Detroit. I don't think you can wait until halftime to make an adjustment. I don't think you can burn 30 minutes of the game before making an adjustment, because Andy Reid can make an adjustment on the sideline. He's experienced enough. And we were saying, like, okay, Steve Wilkes really struggled in the first half against Detroit, couldn't make an half, uh, adjustment until halftime. Well, where were you? You're the head coach. I just talked to the offensive coordinator, Kyle. He's responsible for that four-minute offense at the end of the game when they're winning. That's on him. Where are you 
I mean, you know defense, right? You were a defensive quality control coach. How come you couldn't turn to Steve during the first quarter? The second quarter, I say, Steve, I want man coverage. I want an eight-man box. Let's do it. You know football. Why? I'll tell you why. You know why, but I'll tell you why. I'll tell everyone here watching why. Because you're an offensive coordinator, Kyle. What are you doing when the defense is on the field? You're looking at your play sheet. Are you watching the game or are you watching the play sheet? Be honest. You're looking at the play sheet. You're planning your next drive, which makes you an offensive coordinator. The head coach has eyes on the game because he might have an idea. He might have a thought. He might need to relay to the defensive coordinator. Hey, we're getting gashed. Let's fix it right now. Let's not talk about it in the locker room when the game's halfway done. Let's do it right now. That's what John Harbaugh can do. That's what Andy Reid can do. You know why Andy Reid can do that and you can't, Kyle? Because Andy Reid has, do you know what I'm going to say? Do you know what I'm going to say? Andy Reid has an offensive coordinator. That's right. Now, he still runs the offense, but he has an offensive coordinator, which allows him to delegate and be a head coach. Help with the defense if necessary. Now, he's not helping the defense game plan, but he can help them react during the game because he's been around, he's seen everything, and he can coach everything. Andy Reid. Jim Harbaugh's like that. He's an offensive coach like Andy Reid, but he has an offensive coordinator. He can help the defense if necessary. He knows football. You know football, Kyle. You could help with the defense much sooner than halftime if you were watching the whole game and not just the offense. We see you on the sideline. You're looking at your play sheet. You gotta, I mean, you're not gonna change this in the Super Bowl. You're not gonna name someone an offensive coordinator now, but I think it's time. You need to delegate a little bit more. You can still call plays if you want, but you need an offensive coordinator. You need to watch the whole game. You need to help the defensive coordinator. Not just call plays on offense. I think you're beyond it. You're about to be, you're this close to being a champion. Not a championship offensive coordinator. Talk to that guy. Championship head coach. Watch the whole freaking game. I know you can. Final guy, Brock Purdy. You're not playing your best, and you know it. You've talked about it. You're not seeing the field like you were in the regular season. You're kind of forcing passes rather than taking the check down. Okay, at least you're aware of it. Issue's been going on for two playoff games. Instead of hoping that it's going to go away, maybe understand that Defenses are getting a little bit more sophisticated as you get deeper in the playoffs. You've never been this far before, and the book on you is getting a little bit more defined. The plan against you is going to be a little bit better than it's been in the past. Don't try to win the game on your own. I always tell this to you, but it's like, I'm not trying to tell you to go out there and be a game manager. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to tell you to go out there and say, don't mess up. I'm not. What I am telling you is don't stand in the pocket in that one spot and try to go through four reads and show everyone that you're Tom Brady. You don't need to do that. In fact, you're not that guy. What I want to see from you is to keep using your legs. Run more. That's a really good pass rush, even without Charles and Menehue. That's a really good D-line in Kansas City. 
Don't go down like Jimmy Garoppolo did four years ago in one spot, shaking in his boots, tapping his feet. I mean, I don't think I even have to tell you this, Brock. That's why I like you. You know. You've been doing it in the playoffs. You haven't been passing your best. Your your completion percentage is down like 10 points. Your quarterback rating's down about, what, 25 points from the regular season? Fine. Okay, regular playoffs are tougher. But your running is better than ever. You've been more, I mean, you haven't been more decisive about it, but when you do go, you're gaining more yards, you're running more often. Keep it up. I think this is the part of your game that defenses aren't quite ready for. They've seen you in the regular season operate Kyle Shanahan's system and find the open guy and make it look easy and effortless. You're not doing that right now. And the Chiefs have a really, really good defense, especially against the pass. Coverage, pass rush. You got nothing to prove, Brock. Nothing to prove from the pocket. If you have to get out of the pocket, if your if your progression against the Chiefs is one read and run, two reads and run, you can win that way because you won't be throwing picks. You'll be gaining yards. If you try to consistently get to that third and fourth read and not check it down, you're going to force passes over the middle and get picked off and lose. Check it down. Use your feet. Be a little cautious. Don't be a game manager, but use your legs. I compared you to Jeff Garcia. Garcia would scramble his butt off in this game. So would Steve Young. What would Steve do? What would Garcia do? They'd be running against the Chiefs. You're a playmaker with your feet. Make those plays. Stand in one spot. You're going to get overwhelmed by that defensive line. Your O-line can't protect you. Get out of there. All right, that's the quality control meeting. That's it. I'm going to take some super chats. The players can leave. But first, we're going to do some prize picks, and I'm going to make some predictions on how these players are going to do. See what I'm saying? All right. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Where's Jennings? Juwan Jennings, 15 and a half receiving yards. Now that I just made it an issue, I'm taking the more. He freaking better have more. I don't want to hear that he has less than 15 and a half receiving yards, Leonard Hankerson. Jake Moody, one and a half field goals made. No, absolutely not. He'll make one and miss one. Sorry. I'm not, I'm not feeling it. Kinlaw, I like this. One and a half tackles and assists. I'm going to say more. I think Kinlaw has to be used and important in this game. Not just a backup. I think he needs to be on the field in five-man fronts. Kinlaw, more underrated sleeper player in this game. Bosa, 0.25 sacks. I'm going to say less to be a jerk. He might draw multiple holding penalties, get some quarterback hits, some pressures. But I don't think he's going to have a sack in this game. And I base that on my intuition. That's French for intuition. Intuition. What else we got next? Hmm. Why is Greenlaw supposed to have more tackles and assists than Fred Warner? Huh? Riddle me that. Riddle me that. I'm going to say more. For Fred Warner, because he's going to have to tackle Isaiah Pacheco a lot of times. Now, let's go Chiefs. Hmm. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, Harrison Butker. 
What a name. Justin Watson, I like this one. One and a half receptions. He's kind of their Jawan Jennings. Big wide receiver, almost a tight end who gets targets and is sort of a secret weapon, but not as good as Jennings. Yeah, I'm saying more. I'm putting 40 on it. I got 40 on it. Got it. Trying to win $1,000. Boom. And it's that easy. And if you go to prize picks, use promo code CONE, C-O-H-N. Get that 100% deposit match, though, up to $100, though. I just gave you the right answers. There you go. Prize picks. Let's take some uh, super chats. Now that I just told the Niners how to win the Super Bowl, you're welcome. Matthew Sanders. What up, Grant Cone? Any Cone phones before the big game? Yeah, I'll do one uh, from Vegas. Closer to the game. It's a little too soon. But yeah, I will do one. Dave Barclay, Grant, what up, my guy? How was your Sunday? It's good. We talking to the team. Kyle, please run by committee in this game. This is the game. We pull all the stops. There's nothing else to save place for. Win this. Can't run anything back, as Dan Fouts said famously in The Waterboy. John Alvarado, hashtag ask for John. If we win the Super Bowl, who walks? Who stays? Resign Ayuk has to be top of the list. Usually after a, a Super Bowl win, some guy's price tag goes up. Jawan Jennings' price tag could go up. Colton McKivitt's price tag could go up. No, he's, I think he's coming back. I don't know. Well, that's, that's a tough one. I'll get back to you on that. Agree Wilkes and Booth can see all 22 to adjust fast. I don't understand why they brought him out of the booth. I think that was a mistake. Brother Bob. Official BNA Music 88 says that Boson Biden White House pick going to look wild. Hadn't thought of that. Brother Bob says, nice if our OC was in the booth to see all 22, but head coach equals OC. Yeah. Brother Bob says, we the damn Super Bowl, win the damn Super Bowl and all is forgiven. Kyle, no excuses. Pretty much. Dave Barclay, Brother Bob is right. Win it all and everything else goes to the wayside. Win finally, please. Player to player, we are the better team. Make the next Right play and don't choke. Jimmy lost it for us. Cosmo. Scene where Niners could be practicing outdoors in Las Vegas while Casey gets Raiders into our facility. Any word on that? I don't know. I'll have to look on that. I'll have to check that out. Hmm. Interesting. It's been raining over here, though. Niners had to practice in the rain this week. So finally, they're prepared... They've prepared Brock Purdy to throw a wet ball. Unfortunately, it won't be raining. But next year, he'll know. Because he did it this week. He did. All right, that's the whole show. I'm done. Next time you see me, I'll be in Vegas. Streaming from there. Probably from just my hotel room. I should have got a spot on a Radio Row, but I didn't think it through. Next time. That'll be fun. Maybe I'll just go to Radio Row anyway and just sit down in someone's seat and pretend like I'm that person. That seems wrong. I have to play it by ear. Anyway, thanks for watching, everyone. I'll see you guys.